Blog Talk Radio. Very difficult to hear your son crying. It was very disturbing. Um, 
I knew I, I kept my cool because I was out of school. Devin says the fight on the school playground was triggered after his classmates started bullying him. Devin, who is autistic, was charged with battery and criminal mischief. The local police department says in a statement, officers involved followed both department and juvenile arrest protocol. But Devin's family says they went too far. Any questions or anything, guys? While the charges against the child were dropped, the school has now said in a statement that their faculty handled the situation calmly and with compassion. Wow, a nine-year-old arrested with autism. Uh, Richard, what's your take? Is this, uh, this right or wrong? Well, if you go, it's like, you know, a good book. Sometimes you go to the end, read the ending first, then go back. So if you look at the ending here, all charges were dropped, okay? All charges were dropped. Now, let's step back and go to the beginning. This is a fourth grader who gets in a fight at school, and, and this happens all the time. It happened when I was in school, I'm sure when you were. I mean, it's, you know, kids get little scuffs, and, and this kid was sticking up for himself, and he's autistic, and he wasn't allowing these people to bully him, and so he got, you know, in a little bit of a frenzy there, and he he fought these people, and then when a teacher came, you know, the kids all wound up. He threw a punch to the teacher, and that was wrong, and he shouldn't have done that. So what the school should have done, instead of calling the police to come out there with guns at their hip and handcuffs and tasers and everything else for a fourth grade kid who's autistic, you know, they could have just taken the kid, escorted him to a private room, let him calm down, let his parents come talk to him, everybody talk it out, let it calm down, and move on from the situation. But putting this kid in handcuffs and seeing the trauma that he went through then, I think that's wrong. And this is not the first time something like this has happened. I think we covered a case a couple of years ago where a, a, they, they went into a classroom and handcuffed a, a girl. I mean, I think a sixth-grade girl. They had a fight with her, and they were dragging her on the floor and handcuffed her in front of everybody. I mean, it's really – it's just – it's absurd, and it's wrong, and they didn't follow proper protocol – and, uh, you know, the family's going to get a lawyer, and I'm sure they're going to bring a lawsuit. And, you know, maybe it'll be resettled or maybe it won't be. I don't know. But just, you know, take a step back. Think about the whole scenario. Remember, everything was dismissed. So it couldn't have been that bad, okay? Whatever he did was not that bad because all the charges were thrown out. So did they act properly? I say no. Right, but the fact that he was, you know, handcuffed in front of the, you know, the whole school, I guess. Um, humiliating. That, was, that wasn't a good look. Yeah. No, it's humiliating. He's never, never overcomes that. He never gets to swallow that one. You know, everyone will look at him. He's the kid that got handcuffed. He's the kid. You know, they're probably going to have to leave the, the, the school jurisdiction and get him in another school somewhere because it's, you know, it's just horrible. And people don't use common sense. That's the problem a lot of things in, in society today. People have forgotten about common sense. And uh, this thing could have been diffused a lot simpler, a lot easier, with less fanfare and uh, less turmoil and emotional destruction to this young boy who, you know, you got to give it up to him. I mean, he's got autism. He's in mainline school. He's, uh, you know, he's he's not in some special school or special program he's trying to adapt and and uh and he is and so i just hope that uh, he can pull out of this thing and get on with his life but it's tough tough pill to swallow really is okay hollywood's been busy with the uh cues and ladies for the last couple months uh here's some sound about uh howard uh, uh weinstein will talk on the other side He was once one of Hollywood's most distinguished producers. Now police around the world are investigating multiple accusations of sexual assault by Harvey Weinstein. The client that I represent, she's 38 years old. Uh, she sat down with two high-ranking detectives from the LAPD, from the elite sexual assault unit, and she shared with them her story about what happened in a, in a hotel room back in February of 2013 with Harvey Weinstein. 
With a 10-year statute of limitations in California, the anonymous actress will still be able to prosecute Weinstein if enough evidence is found. So far, over 40 women have accused Weinstein of assault, with some of the claims dating back to the 80s. He told me that first I would have sex with him, and then he would take me to parties and show me who I needed to sleep with after that. But that first, he needed to know how good I was. Weinstein is denying all allegations of having non-consensual sex. But industry reaction has been swift, with the producer ousted from his company, as well as the Academy of Motion Pictures and numerous other positions. Around the world, the Weinstein effect has sparked online discussions, with thousands of women using the hashtag MeToo to come forward with their own stories. It's also energized political movements against sexual harassment. What started things was the Weinstein affair, and there are also similar affairs, other accusations, and then you have the hashtags and the massive liberation of the speech of women. The French Minister for Gender Equality is preparing a bill to fight sexual harassment and extend of the statute of limitation for rape of minors. Weinstein is no longer the talk of Hollywood with his films, but the whole world on problem more common than many thought. Okay, Richard, so uh, what do you think the uh, L.A. or Beverly Hills PD has a case against Mr. Weinstein? Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Well, if you have a bullseye, <laughs> I mean, Harvey mm -hmm. Weinstein's face is dead center in this bullseye, and it's not just L.A. It's New York, it's London, it's Paris, it's worldwide, and it just seems that Recently, like within the last month, there's an avalanche of these cases coming down with uh, Kevin yeah. Spacey and uh, Brett Ratner and uh, and and you know Weinstein and of course you have Bill Cosby in the wings and and you know it's just look here's Cosby, here, yes. here's how I how I see this here any animal who without consent and I say animal because you can't be a man or a woman if you do this who without consent, touches the opposite sex in any way, shape, or form, or the same sex in any way, shape, or form, without their permission, mm. that's a crime. That is a crime. That's a minimum of a misdemeanor and could get worse, okay? So just understand that. Having said that, these women, okay, and I don't know these people, and if he did this, if he raped anybody, if he physically assaulted them and hurt these poor women, you know, he's got to pay. This is an animal who's got to get beaten and punished severely. So let me get that clear. But right. on the other side, and there's always a flip side to a coin, on the other side, you have a lot of people going out to California with bright lights in their eyes and dreams of grandeur and dreams of stardom. And so they come across a guy like this who, you know, has a, a, just an incredible, horrible history of carrying on like this. Impro let's put a minimum, improper behavior around women. And you have this guy who you meet and he says to you, come. Watch me and watch me take a shower, or come give me a massage, <laughs> or he takes his clothes off in front of you, or he asks you for sex. At that point in time, and that's not a crime, okay? That is not a crime. So at this point, right. the person has the ability to walk out that door and say, "See ya, freak. I don't want anything to do with you. Goodbye," and leave, and the story's over. But the ones that stayed and the ones that participated in any way, shape, or form, that is going to be deemed consent. And therefore, that violates the elements required to prove the crime because now it becomes consensual. And so it's not a crime when it's with consent. And whether they were doing it because he promised a movie role or whether they were doing it because they, he promised any kind of benefit, 
any kind of benefit. They did it with consent. It's almost like prostitution. It's, it's probably the same thing. So that's what it is. You get a benefit for an act, and that's what he was promising. And these people, some participated with consent, some got offended and ran out, and some, they say, could not run out because he physically attacked them. In the cases where he physically attacked and prevented these women from leaving, and from in the cases where he wrongfully touched them in any way, shape, or form without their consent, those are the cases that are going to be prosecuted. The ones where women say, he made me feel uncomfortable, or he did this, that's not a crime. That might fall into a civil arena for civil rights violations, and, you know, attorneys, state attorneys general in New York and California, I think, are looking into those cases also. That might be an avenue to go on that way because you have a workplace environment where you have this animal soliciting sex from all these women, and it, it provides a hostile work environment. And, you know, you could weave it into – you could weave it into a civil rights case. But again, that's not criminal. Here we're talking about sexual assault. So in New York, there's no statute of limitations for these cases. In California, they just said 10 years. I'm not sure what they are in, in London and in the UK or in Paris or any other countries. I'm sure Italy is going to be you know, one of them too. So uh, look, anybody... <laughs> who can bring up a case with, you have to have evidence that you can corroborate. It can't just be word one-on-one, -on -one, he said, she said. That's not going to get you a conviction. Uh, I went, right. I, he, he did this to me, you know? Well, did you go to the police <laughs> at that time? No. Did you simultaneously tell anybody what he did that day or within a short period of time? No. So pictures, no. Did you record it? No. So it's just your word against Mr. Weinstein who says whatever happened was consensual. He didn't force anything on you. And, in fact, a week later you had dinner with him, you know, something like that. Those cases are not going to get prosecuted, and if they are, he's going to win. He's going to win those cases. And for a woman to step up and prosecute these types of cases, they have to understand, and this is why many women don't do it, they have to understand that their personal sex lives are going to be exposed. And, you know, it's a hard thing, and they don't want that. And so they just say, you know what, I'll deal sure. with this, I'll live with it. Either it wasn't so bad or it was horrible, and I can't deal with it, and I want to sue this bastard, and, I, you know, and I'm in therapy because of it or whatever. And, and so they'll, they're the ones that are going to bring these lawsuits. But you get people jumping on the bandwagon that say, you know, he raised his eyebrow at me or he was checking my ass out, and, you know, that's not it. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about cases no. where he physically accosted women, grabbed them, forced them, either raped them or did anything to them against their will. Those are the criminal cases, and those are the ones I believe are ultimately going to be prosecuted. And I think this guy is going to be prosecuted. And I've spoken to a couple writers at the New York Times and at the Daily News in New York, and uh, they have told me unequivocally that he's going to be indicted in New York. So, uh, wow. look, time will tell. Let's see what happens here. Not a good situation to be in, you know. Tough to you know. Pro you get up there and make these allegations against him. A good criminal defense attorney is going to get up there and do his or her best to carve you up in shreds. So you better have all your ducks in a row, your eyes dotted, your t's crossed, because the cross examination against these alleged victims is going to be vicious. It's going to be vicious. And uh, have you heard the? Um audio tape where he admits touching a uh, woman's yeah, breast. Yeah, the Italian actress, right. So he grabs yes. her, I guess he grabs her breast, and she says to him, look, and by the way, this was set up. She had already gone to the police. They wired her, and she went right. back for more. And Yeah, and stayed in New York. And, and, and he says, I, you know, she says, you touch my breast? But he, I don't want that. What do you crazy? He says, I can't help myself. I do this all the time, or, you know, that, that's right. what I do. Don't you know, that's a me. crime. See, that's a crime. That is a crime, and it should have been prosecuted. And it's interesting that within a short period of time after she presented that to uh, NYPD uh, and the district attorney's office in New York County, they did not prosecute that. What happened? Well, 
turns out Cyrus Vance, the district attorney, got a $100,000 donation made to him through David Boyce, who was a very prominent um, and one of the most brilliant attorneys in the United States. And, you know, somehow it was tied in to this particular uh, favor. Uh, so he's got egg on his face, the district attorney in New York. He has got to prosecute something here. A lot of pressure to prosecute Harvey Weinstein. And uh, I know some of the attorneys are already forming for his defense team. And uh, look, it, it, I'm, I'm expecting a bloodbath. Um, one thing, though, I hear he doesn't pay his legal bills, so that's going to turn away many attorneys, as it did for Trump in D.C., because he doesn't pay his legal fees. So a lot of prominent lawyers said they don't want to be involved or represent him and his family. So lawyers got to get paid. The, uh, yeah, he's trying to get uh, not unfired from his company. What about that? He hired a lawyer for that. You think he uh, has a shot to get back in? I, you know, in his can you believe this, that in his employment agreement, it says that termin grounds for termination shall not include any claims that he um, did any molested or that he solicited uh, women or <laughs> he did anything like that as long as he paid any civil settlements in those cases. They can't terminate him for that. That was put in his employment agreement. So this was anticipated wow. when they when they drew up his employment agreement that this is the kind of animal we're dealing with here, and yet they didn't care. And that's the problem. Within his company, so many people knew about his bad behavior, and so many people fed it and participated in it and allowed it. And uh, that's going to you know, be fertile grounds for a civil civil lawsuit against his company and him. And, and, and while they battle it out, someone could sue all of them, the company and him. And I think, you know, I think you might have some good leeway there. But people want the criminal prosecutions. They want him to go to prison. He's got to go to prison for what he did. We don't know what he did. That's the problem right now. We don't know what he did. And if it's true, and if these women, and a lot of them say that he raped them, this Rose McGowan says he physically raped me. I mean, if this is true and it can be proven, this guy's got to burn. I mean, he has got to burn for the rest of his life in prison. But... It's one thing to say that. It's like Denzel Washington, you know, Detective Alonzo yeah. Harris in Training Day. It's not what you know, it's what you can prove. And, you know, right. if you can prove it, then he's going he's gonna to have, he's going to be finished with his life. But you've got to be able to prove it, and it's going to be very tough. No question about it. Okay, here is the story with Jody Arias and defense attorney. Thanks for joining Kirk. us. Our big story tonight, convicted killer Jody Arias is suing the man who defended her in court, Kirk Nurmi, over his tell-all book about her sensational murder case. Now, the book led to Nurmi's disbarment after he was accused of violating ethics rules. Arias is coming after her one-time attorney, suing him for any money he has made from the book. Good evening. Caribe and Mark have the night off. Team 12's Bram Resnick is joining us with the developing story. Bram? Jody Arias' allegations about her former defense attorney in this lawsuit are almost as explosive as the testimony during her trial. Kirk Nurmi was done with Jody Arias and with being a lawyer. I had serious questions about whether or not I wanted to practice law again, just on a personal level. But Jody Arias isn't done with her former defense attorney. Now serving a life sentence for the savage murder of her ex-boyfriend, Arias is suing Nurmi for all the money he made on a tell-all book, trapped with Ms. Arias. The lawsuit's allegations are explosive. Nurmi reveals his utter hatred of Arias in his book, the suit claims, exposing her confidences and secrets for financial gain. Some of the alleged details are lurid. Nurmi had a disturbing sexual fascination with the case and with Arias, the suit alleges. After Arias objected to naked pictures of her being displayed in court, the lawsuit says, Nurmi responded by telling her he had blow-ups made of some of the more graphic naked pictures and hung them up in his office. Nurmi was brought before the state bar after he wrote the book. Last November, he gave up his law license rather than have it suspended for four years. I didn't want to spend the next 15 to 20 years in a profession that I wasn't happy 
participating in. The bar summary in his file says, while admitting no misconduct, Mr. Nurmi did not contest that he violated ethical rules when he wrote the book. Nurmi declined to go on camera for this story. He issued a statement that says in part, Standing up to the abuse Miserius imparted upon me over the years was an important part of my personal transformation. I will continue to fight this battle with vigor as I defend against this lawsuit, which is best viewed as a continuation of Miserius's pattern of attacking men whom she feels have wronged her. And Jody Arias has also filed a state bar complaint against the prosecutor who put her behind bars for life. She alleges that Juan Martinez had improper relationships during her trial that led to the disclosure of confidential information. That complaint is still pending. Bram Resnick, 12 News. Wow. Okay, Richard, what is your take? you think anything will happen out of this uh, lawsuit with Jody Arias and former uh, defense counsel? Well, just understand that in order to become an attorney, you have to go to undergraduate school for four years. Then you have to go right. to law school for three years. Then you have to pass a state bar examination. And if you do all of that, then you're a licensed attorney. So it's not like someone wakes up one day and says, okay, I'm going to be an attorney this week. No, it's a lot of work and time and effort and blood, sweat, and tears that go into it. So for Nermi to say and give up his law license because someone filed um, an ethical complaint against him where most likely all he would have received would have been a partial suspension for a short period of time, in order to walk away from that on a disbarment, it has to be really bad. And it's, it, it, it shows me that psychologically this guy's not playing with a full deck. And, and you know, I, I think you had him on your show in the past. And, look, yes. I, I, you know, there's something wrong with this guy psychologically to, to talk the way he's talking and to take the positions that he's taking. He blatantly violated you know, ethical and fiduciary duties to the client. He blatantly violated them. I mean, she's still in appeal processes. He doesn't have – that information that he gained during the course of the trial is not his to do with what he wants while his client remains alive in, in the appeal process. He can't do whatever he wants with that. He's got a big problem, and he can sit there and try to couch it in terms of, well, this is what she does to men that she doesn't like. That's bullshit, okay? It's two different cases. He cannot equate himself with her, her boyfriend. He cannot do that. That was a vicious slaughter, murder one. She got convicted for that. He, he's not the victim here. He is not the victim here. And if half of what she says is true about him being obsessed with her and the salacious aspects of the case and blowing up naked pictures of her and putting her on his uh, computer, uh, on his screens, I mean, this, there's something wrong with this guy. He really is. And uh, oh, That's a big if. Yeah, and now he's not a lawyer We're anymore. We're talking about Jody Arias, the human lawyer. Yeah, and, but now he's he's not a lawyer, and now he's a defendant in a civil lawsuit, and he had to go rush and do this book. Maybe it was cathartic for him, or he was doing it for the money, probably was doing it for the money, and now he's going to lose. He's going to end up having to pay her. So, uh, And I don't know, because she's in prison, if she gets to reap the benefits of that, he's going to lose this case because he messed up big time. And but she's also going after Juan Martinez. Yeah, she filed. They filed five disciplinary complaints against him. One of them, based on the book he wrote, but he's in a different situation than she is because he's not privy to personal information and personal discussions with her and personal knowledge. He's on the other side. He prosecuted the case, so that particular case in the disciplinary committee was dismissed. But they do have one case that's still pending against Martinez, who, by the way, I never liked. I thought he was a bully, to call it mildly, and uh, I would have loved to have defended a case against him because it would have been World really? War Three in the courtroom. But people loved him because <laughs> she's such she's such an animal, and and people wanted her to go down hard uh, with the conviction. And uh, but his case deals with him having a relationship with a woman during the course of the trial and then feeding her certain information that she fed to a blogger that they were posting it online. 
And, uh, you know, who knows? I, I don't know where that one goes. Maybe there may be some legs to that one a little bit. But, uh, you know, she's, hmm. uh, look, she's got life in prison. That's the rest of her life staring at walls and, and bars. And, and, and she committed just a horrible, horrible, horrible crime. And the vision of this poor young man standing at the sink and seeing her behind him in the mirror with a knife sliding into his back and trying to get away and her continuing to pound the knife into him. I mean, that's what did her in. And that's what got the conviction. And uh, she's an animal and uh, something wrong with Nermi psychologically. And the prosecutor, I don't know, 50-50 whether he has a problem on this disciplinary complaint, but just a unbelievable situation and just a tragedy what happened there pretty much all around. Okay. Should uh, Elliot uh, be fighting for his uh, suspension? Let's take a listen to ESPN and we'll talk on the other side. I'll start with you. What should he do? Should he keep fighting? No. I've been on the record about this for weeks. Um, And it has nothing to do with his guilt or innocence. I'm in no position uh, to to proclaim his guilt or innocence. I think it was wrong for the NFL to try to deduce that. Their investigation essentially came up with the notion that it's more probable than not that he was guilty of domestic violence. I don't think that the NFL should be uh, in, in, in the business of trying to determine one's guilt or innocence with criminal activity. That's what law enforcement officials are for um, and our judicial system is for. I think that the NFL is excessive with that. Having said all of that, I do believe it's perfectly within their right to say you've impugned the integrity of the National Football League uh, by involving yourself or having yourself involved in this situation. And as a result of that alone, we are suspending you, period. They have a right to do that when it comes to their brand. And if they had left it that simple, I don't think it would be complicated at all. But the thing that I've been on the record about, Ryan and Max, and Max will know this, Ryan, I've been on the record about this religiously. You don't win if you're Ezekiel Elliott as long as this case is being fought because your name is in the news related to domestic violence. Tom Brady can fight till the cows come home. It's deflated footballs. That's it. I mean, you know, you, you, you could try to talk about he cheated or he didn't cheat or whatever, and we got all into the technicalities of, of football being inflated or deflated and the pressure on the football and all of that other stuff. At the end of the day, he can walk in the streets. He can be with his family, his children, and everybody else, and you got no problem inviting him to dinner because he, he's not considered a criminal. But if you are somebody that's been associated with domestic violence because last July 17th, 19th, and 21st of 2016, you were involved in five separate incidences that involved domestic violence. And this is what the NFL has revealed with its investigation and its written report. You can't skirt around that. So the more that we talk about Ezekiel Elliott, the more we're talking about domestic violence. And in the end, he does not win when that happens, particularly being a young black man that's a a professional athlete, as stellar as he is, in a world where people are looking at a lot of these athletes, black, white, and beyond, and saying they're privileged, they think they could get away with anything, blah, 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 blah. When that kind of stuff happens, and you're in the news for this reason, it doesn't benefit you in the end, because your name is the one name that's headlined associated with domestic violence. That's why yeah. I think it should. Okay, Richard, uh, so what's your takeaway from this? Uh, should he still fight to get his uh, six games in? Mr. You know, I, I'm so glad you played that clip from uh, Stephen A, because I, I listened <laughs> to that the day he uh, went on his rant, and, and I go way back with Stephen from his days in Philadelphia, covering uh, the oh, local yeah. teams for the, for the newspaper in Philly. And then now he's a big wow. shot with uh, ESPN. But let me tell you something. Stephen A. Smith is 100% right. And, uh, you know, you, Ezekiel cannot win this. He can't win it. And he never could win it. Because when you play for the NFL, you agree to a collective bargaining agreement. And you agree to be bound by the rules and regulations of the NFL. It's not like, you know, some other job you're going to. This is for the NFL. And you're a young man, and you're fresh out of high school, out of college, and you're getting a multi-million dollar contract, and your life is going to be changed forever. So in order to 
have that privileged status in the NFL, you agree to certain terms. And one of the terms you agree to is that, and like it or not, the commissioner, Goodell, is God. And you agree to that. And everyone agrees to that. He's God. And whatever he says, that's the bottom line. And in this particular case, they made an investigation, the NFL, and they found, I think there was three, but now Smith said five, separate allegations of domestic abuse, which, you know, the NFL is really sensitive about that and about that image about the players ever since the guy in the Ravens cracked his girlfriend in the elevator and was thrown on TV for everyone to see. I mean, he just knocked her out in the elevator. You remember that? The running back. I forgot his name. Yeah, Ray Lewis. No, not Ray Lewis. Not Ray the, Lu- the running back for the Ravens. Uh, yeah, I forgot his right. name. But, you know, that was all over the place. So here Wasn't you that have... the elevator? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I forgot who that was. But, you know, Elliot plays for America's team, for the, the great Dallas Cowboys, you know, the star. And uh, huh. he's done. He should have sat this thing out the first six games of the season and moved on with his life. But now that's going to dog him. And now they need him. And now he's going to get six games out and these are tough games coming up, the next six games. He's going to miss them. He cannot win. This has been a lesson in uh, procedural law going from um, appellate courts to the second appellate level, back down to the appellate courts. There's no sympathy for him. There's no grounds for him to win. They can drag it out and drag it out. He's got a, um, a federal court judge in the Southern District of New York who's made a finding in the case. She's not going to change her mind. They've gone back to her for reconsideration. She is not going to change her mind. He's done. He's out for six games. And, you know, and as a Giant fan, I should be happy about that. But the Giants are so pathetic and they're the worst team in the history of the NFL that it doesn't matter. Nothing matters anymore if you're a Giant fan, so it doesn't matter. But this guy is done. He's done now for six games, and and Stephen Smith is right. The more this is in the news, the more people are talking about domestic violence by these athletes against their girlfriends and their wives, and it's not a good discussion, and it doesn't play good for them, and uh, he can't win the case. He cannot win the case. He will miss six games this season. So uh, remember Tom Brady also had to uh, miss four games, but he was able to hold off the year. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and I'll be honest with you but because that's I a little think different though. That's a little different, and you know, and and I'm going to tell you something just as an aside. I played football and I played quarterback, and let me tell you something. I'll be very honest with you. I always loved a little softer ball because I could grip it better. I could throw it better. So do I think Brady loosened up the air on some of those? I think he probably did. But anyway, bottom line is in that one game that they made the allegation about, he could have been throwing bowling balls that game, and they still would have crushed him. So it didn't really have any impact on it. And Tom Brady, the difference between him and Ezekiel Elliott is Tom Brady will go down in history as the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. And Ezekiel Elliott right now in his second year is getting a reputation for a troubled player who's out of control. And that's not a good reputation to have in the NFL. Seems to be a trend on the Dallas Cowboys. If you look at uh, some of the players yeah. they picked up and defensive backs, right, right. You're right. Yeah. And, right. uh, but it's, Jerry it's Jones not good. And... Yeah. It, it's just, Did not you hear good about, which one? Uh, Papa John's uh, making accusations <laughs> that the uh, <laughs> since the uh, this thing with the kneeling, it's costing him the business. And in essence, it's costing him he money. Should, What's your thoughts on that? Papa John, this guy Papa John. I really wonder what his real name is. But uh, look, <laughs> he stepped in shit with this Papa piece John. of business. Okay. This guy's got to be doing a jig. Every day he wakes up, he has to pinch himself that he uh, got the contract with the NFL. So he can't be crying. This guy's made so much money selling pizza 
you know, as, as the as the pizza dealer for the NFL. You know, I mean, come on, give me a break. You know, this is he's just piling on this guy. He's got he's got nothing intelligent to say. So I disregard him totally. And the whole kneeling thing is a whole. You know, it's been it's been hij- hijacked by the president. I mean, the whole purpose of it, Kaepernick's intent for doing it, was you know, to to protest social injustice and the injustice of of black individuals by the police and by the court systems and that was the purpose of the kneel and that's all it was nothing more nothing less been hijacked by the president about how you're disrespecting our troops and our flag how about him how about him disrespecting the troops and the flag by five bullshit deferments for shin splints where everyone else was going to fight and he didn't want to go, so his rich father paid him off? Or his asinine comment about being a pussy grabber, anytime he wants he can do it and they let him do it. You know, that violates the Constitution. That violates the national anthem. And that violates the integrity of this country. Plus, everything the guy does on a daily basis, we're getting numb to it. And we can't be numb to it. Because if Obama did any one thing that Trump has done, you know, forget it. They would have slaughtered him already. But we're becoming numb because Trump is so out of control that he violates the Constitution almost on a virtual daily basis. Can you imagine this guy in New York City, and I know we're going to talk about New York City coming up, and and how resilient is New York City that just keeps getting tested, it seems, over and over again. But the asinine president gets up there and says, Bob, I want to put him in Gitmo. No, you know what? Let's try him in New York and give him the death penalty. I want him to have the death penalty. You know, you can't make statements. You know, individuals can make statements like that. But the president of the United States, you can't make a statement like that. What are you doing to the jury pool? What are you doing? Look, this guy's an animal. He should die. He should get the death penalty. But he also, we have rules and we have a justice system. And that's what we have in the United States. It's not North Korea where the president just gets to say, kill him. That's it. We don't do that here. We don't do that. We do. We hey. We do contradict and question four-star generals in the United States. In North Korea, you don't do that. In Russia, you don't do that. But in the United States, we do that because that's part of our democracy. That's part of being an American citizen. That's part of the Star Spangled Banner, you asshole. So anyway, we do that here because that's what makes us so great. We're able to do that. So he makes a statement, this guy gets, must get the death penalty. You, can you imagine a defense attorney's day one a trial? Judge, you heard the President of the United States say this guy should get the death penalty. He's tainted the jury pool, can't possibly get a fair trial here. You know, and that's what's going to happen because he's so ignorant and he's so stupid. And I don't believe he went to Penn. I don't believe he went to Penn. I know he went to Fordham for two years, and then he transferred to Penn. Maybe his father paid him off. But when he makes statements, I went to an Ivy League college, and I'm so smart, like Fredo and the Godfather. I'm smart, Michael. You know, you make stupid-ass comments like that. First of all, Penn is not a college. Penn is a university, and everyone who goes there knows that. I don't believe this guy went to Penn. I'd really like to see his transcripts from the University of Pennsylvania. I don't believe it. It's just unbelievable the level, the shit that we got to put up with on a daily basis from this animal who holds the keys to uh, to nuclear weapons. It's just, it's just, I can't take it. As you can tell, I can't take it. <laughs> I'm sorry for the little rant there. No, it's great. It's fine. And uh, do you think he'll make the? Uh, he'll make it. Four years, the total till twenty twenty. I hope not. I hope he gets indicted. Hope they. I hope they get him. I hope that, you know. From what I've understand, that Prepahara in New York was really zeroing in on money laundering from the Russians through uh, laundering money through Trump's casinos. So you know, and then he fired Prepahara. So you, you, I don't know where this thing is going to end up, but. You know, and I don't think that these first level indictments with Manafort and the other one, I don't think this is the tip of the iceberg. And we hear that 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 beyond moronic, ignorant, stupid cretin get up there every day, the press secretary, and make these 
asinine comments speaking for the president saying, oh, well, we got word that this is going to be ending soon. So she doesn't know what she's talking about, this Sarah Huckabee, Huckabee, whatever she is. I don't even know what rock she climbed out of. I can't even listen to her. She's like chalk on a blackboard. So stupid and ignorant. The level of ignorance coming from the White House and from the representatives of the White House and this spineless Congress is beyond belief. It's just beyond belief. You can't believe this is happening in this great country, that these sp- these spineless assholes have not banned bump stocks yet. Think about it. They have not banned, yeah. after what happened in Las Vegas, 58 innocent people slaughtered because this sick fuck took a bump stock and made his gun an automatic weapon, okay? And then as he depressed the trigger, 30 bullets came out in one shot. And then he got to another gun and pushed it, and 30 more came out. So he opens up on this field of just innocent people on a Sunday night, just hanging out, having a good time, listening to country western music live. 58 were slaughtered, and the, the tool of choice was a bump stock. And this spineless Congress, to this day, cannot ban bump stocks. It's insane. It's incredible. It's, it's projectile vomit is what it is. And it's just each day just brings a new adventure and, 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 and just insanity for this country. And uh, they roll out this the brand new cut, 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 cut plan. It's not even finished yet. They're still working on it, and they're celebrating like they did with the, the health care, celebrating in the, on the lawn of the White House. It's all done. It's not done. Nothing's done. This is not done. It's never going to get done. Nobody's going to support this animal. All he does is criticize everyone. And like a juvenile delinquent, we did this in second and third and fourth grade. We called people names, friends of ours names, you know, stupid names, you know, little so, little so. This guy's doing it as an adult calling people names. This is an animal. This is a sick, sick individual. He's demented. You don't do stuff. You're president of the United States. You don't conduct yourself in this manner. It's, it's, I can't believe it. This is John McCain. He's going to be dead in a year, year and a half, because this poor guy is suffering from brain cancer, and it's a horrible brain cancer. It's very aggressive, and, and there's nothing they can do for this poor guy. And he, his his loyalty to the country and his and his patriotism and his and his heroism has been attacked by this president. It's unbelievable. I mean, I, I, Republic. This is not a Republican. This is not a Democrat. This animal. It's an animal. I don't know what this is, but these morons voted for him. And uh, look, we'll see what happens. I think it's fair to say you won't be going out to lunch with Donald Trump anytime soon, right? No, you know, and everybody in New York City hates him anyway, so it's not, not you know, it's not a big secret that I don't like him. But he's a Democrat from New York who transferred over. He's just, it's just a farce. He defrauded everybody. The whole election was a fraud. He talks about fake news. That's a fake election. It was, you know, the, the Russians absolutely influenced that election. 150 really? million Facebook ads? Give me a break. Come on. She lost by 70,000 votes. And I'm not saying she was the greatest thing since the second coming of Jesus Christ. I'm not saying that. She has plenty of baggage, next, next Hillary Clinton. But next to him, my God, next, look at this animal running our country right now. Oh, my God. It's just unbelievable. And this spineless Congress, this, this Mitch McConnell and these animals, they just they just worry about getting reelected. That's all they care about, raising money and getting reelected. That's all. They should wipe, wipe the whole thing, fire everybody, and start fresh with new people, give them term limits, and get rid of them because this system is not working. And this electoral college, you got to go down the toilet too because this is just, I don't, I, you know, it's just insane. I don't know. I, can, no I need a drink. I need a drink right now. <laughs> but how about New York City? I mean, New York City, this guy, he gets in on a program that, you know, the guy blames Schumer for, which it was it was enacted under a, a Republican president with bipartisan approval by everybody, and yet he watched Fox News and the National Enquirer, because that's where he gets his news from, to 
two <laughs> locations, Trump News and the National Acquirer. That's where he gets his stories from. That's where he tweets from. So he says it's a, it's Schumer there. did it. It's ridiculous, but can you imagine you're, you're walking in New York City on a beautiful day by the water, and then you know out of nowhere some animal jumps up on the on on the bike path and mows these people down, and 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 you know what? Like the guy in Vegas, this guy's in the United States for six and a half years or whatever, not on anybody's radar. No signs, no problems, no arrest record, no nothing. How do you prevent something like this from happening? How do you do it? I mean, the guy in it's Vegas. Unbelievable. The guy in Vegas was even a surprising. millionaire. Wait, the guy in Vegas was a millionaire. He gambled millions of dollars. He had a, a wife. He had a, he had hookers over there. He it was not political. He couldn't care less who what party was in control. And he's moving along in his life. He owned real estate, and this guy decides to open fire. On a crowd of people, and how do you, you know? I mean, short term, okay. So wand the luggage in Vegas, like at the airport, wand all the bags, so nobody can bring bombs up to rooms and guns. And you know, on the west side, you know, I guess put those boulders up to prevent cars from getting in the walking lanes. But I mean, how do you prevent? How do you stop this? What is, is it? It's not. An, is it an immigration problem? I don't think so. The guy, I, I don't know what the answer is. But all I know is, for some people to act this way, it's just, it's, just, it's so wrong and it's so evil it's and it's so sad. And these poor people that just wanted to have a, a nice day, and these poor people that just wanted to see a nice concert in Vegas, and you don't expect this, you know. And and then. And then they open, it opens fire, and people were running frantic. I know someone who was shot. People were running frantically, and they thought they were they thought they were being chased by gunmen. They didn't know it was one person because things were out of control there. You know, it was complete chaos. And uh, ugh, I, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. But New York is so powerful. They had the they had the, the parade in the village after that, and you know they're going to run the marathon and. And just New Yorkers are so. That's a beautiful song you were playing when we started off tonight. And uh, you know she's got such a beautiful voice. And uh, it is oh, New York. Yeah, is, they, uh, New, you know, New, New, Alicia. I mean, in New York, New Alicia York. Keys. I mean, it's it's what it is. It's just it's just a beautiful, beautiful city. And no matter what they do, New Yorkers stand and rise up and are strong and are loving, good people. And you know, I don't, I don't know where this guy comes from doing this thing downtown. I, I just, that's so sad. It's really so sad. Can't help but thinking of uh, 9/11 when this, when these things start happening. Well, you, you were know, not too far away you. from, you know, not too far away from the trade center where this happened, this took place. You know the area, Jordan, down there. You know where it is. Yeah, I mean, of course. Just, uh, just terrible, man. Just, I, I don't Tragic. know. It's a little frustrating. So if you have your health. If you have family that love you, if you know you can put a smile on your face and hug someone, you know you, you got to take pleasure in that and 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 don't take that for granted because uh, just things are a little dangerous right now. But uh, we're gonna persevere and we're gonna get through it. And you know, democracy is a beautiful thing, and there are checks and balances. And and so far, the checks and balances are working on this president. And hopefully, we get to another uh, election cycle and. Hopefully, you know, the other party can step up and do something. Because if not, you know, this guy's going to win again. So, just really? unbelievable. Really? think that's yeah. a possibility? He's going to win again in 2020? Uh, he tried to because he's, you know, a narcissist and maniac. So, he probably would try to. But who, who, who are the Democrats? Who, to, uh... who, who, are they going to bring Biden? Is it going to be Biden? I mean, I don't know who it's going to be. I'd vote for anybody. I'd vote for anybody. Right? I'd vote for George. I'd vote for Bush. I'd vote for anybody over this guy. You know, I, I anything, anything over him. I mean, this is this is really horrible. What's going on? But speaking of Bush, did you hear what the uh, senior was accused of? I know. Those. You know, this poor guy. He's almost it? demented right now. He's they're wheeling him around <laughs> at these events to make an appearance, and and apparently he does this. He pats. Women in the on the behind, maybe men too. I don't know. He tells a stupid joke and then he pats him on the butt and and they warn they warn these people if you stand next to him and he does this he's going to do this. They warned him. And <laughs> taking sure a enough, picture. 
He doesn't. You know, this guy, he doesn't mean anything bother you worry about president. He, the guy's drooling. He's, he's a wreck. He's in a wheelchair, you know. He's and you know, and he's a, he was a great great man and is a great great man. And it's just it's 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 an un, I don't think it's controllable. I don't think he knows what he's doing and it's, certainly has no bad intent on whatever he's doing and what now I people totally sue him for sexual assault, you know. I, I don't know. <laughs> How far is it going to go? I don't know. Very good point. So uh, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, Well, Jordan, uh, you're, you're a great – you know, it's not easy what you do, Jordan. It's not easy to be an individual and put together these programs and the topics. And, and you know, and uh, I only – you know, I'm, I'm really very impressed with everything you've done over the years because I've been with you from the beginning. And to yes, me, you have. get better and better and uh, more sophisticated Thank at it. Thank you. And, I hope it uh, leads to bigger and brighter things for you because you deserve it. You're a hardworking guy and you do a great job. And I think your listeners love it, and uh, I do. And uh, all my love, brother. Hopefully, I'll see you in New York soon. Okay. So before you go, when can the audience catch you uh, Saturday? This Saturday, uh, I'll be ta- I'll be talking about Trump's. Yeah, one thirty CNN this Saturday. I'll be talking about Trump's statement that this guy should be incarcerated, uh, death penalty for him. That's what I'll be talking about. So I'm on TV. So to be, you know, I'd be toned down a little bit on TV. I can't really let it rip, but uh, you never know. They don't have a. There's no delay on me, so it's live. But uh, I'll, I'll I'll try to make it entertaining. <laughs> okay, we'll check you out then, and uh, thanks right, so much Jordan. for joining All us my love. tonight. Thank you. Thank you for listening, everyone. God bless. Okay, that was the uh, one and only Richard Herman. Saturday at one thirty, check him out. Uh, like he said, he has been on the program uh, since 2012, season one. And he mentioned at the top, Maddie and uh, others. So uh, that was a good job by him. So uh, uh, one of my favorite songs uh, from a uh, one of the great icons of music I will uh, leave you with as we say goodnight. Rod Stewart, your hearts bleed tonight. Rod Stewart, Young Turks. Have a good night. We'll speak to you next time here on King Jordan Radio. Follow us at King Jordan R A D on Twitter. Thanks so much, everybody.